Welcome to Suknanda Legal. Here we simplify the legal complexities of ease of your business. Hey everyone, this is Ayushitya here today's host and the topic in discussion is stages in arbitration process. And for the next few minutes I'll try to make this as engaging and simple as possible and not hampering the legal knowledge at the same time. So let's get into it. First thing to keep in mind is to understand ADR. ADR means alternative dispute resolution. It refers to use of non-adversarial techniques of adjudication of legal disputes. Or to state in more general terms, rather than moving to a court to resolve a conflict, the parties settle for a comparatively lesser formal alternatives, such as arbitration, mediation, conciliation, tribunals, etc. And the easiest one to understand is our own panchayat system in rural areas. Now coming to arbitration. It finds its origin during 16th century in Latin word arbitratus meaning be of an opinion or give a decision and building upon the literal meaning the legal definition paints a more clearer picture arbitration is a private arrangement of taking disputes to a less adversarial less formal and more flexible platform and abiding by judgment of a selected person instead of carrying it to the established courts of justice Arbitration proceedings in India are conducted under under the Arbitration and Conciliation Amendment Act 2015. The process involves the following steps. The commencement of arbitration starts when parties choose either way of an agreement or through the reference of the court. The parties in an arbitration have the freedom to select a qualified expert known as an arbitrator. The process of dispute resolution through arbitration is confidential unlike the court proceedings which are open to the public. This feature of arbitration makes it popular especially for the commercial disputes where business secrets revealed during the process of dispute resolution are protected and preserved. Similarly, companies can maintain their commercial reputation as they can prevent the general public or their customers from discovering the details of their ongoing legal disputes. Then the decision rendered by an arbitrator is known as an arbitral award. It is similar to a judgment given by a judge and is binding on the disputing parties. Once an arbitral award is rendered, it is recognized and enforced just as a court pronouncement or an order. In addition to an arbitral award, the arbitrator also holds power and authority to grant interim measures like a judge in a court. These interim measures are in the nature of a temporary relief and may be granted while the legal proceedings are ongoing in order to preserve and protect certain rights of the parties till the final award is rendered. Therefore, an arbitral award holds several similarities with the court order or judgment. However, unlike a judgment rendered by a judge in the court, the award does not hold precedential value for future arbitrations. Arbitrators are free to base their decisions on their own conception of what is fair and just. Thus, unlike judges, they are not strictly required to follow the law or reasoning of the earlier case decisions. Now moving on, there may be some question which are popping up in your mind. such as are there any limitation periods for the commencement of arbitration 
the limitation act 1963 applies to all proceedings under arbitration and conciliation act just as it applies to proceedings in the indian courts except to the extent expressly excluded by arbitration and conciliation act any arbitration proceeding commenced after the limitation periods will be time barred next are there any procedural rules that arbitrators must follow the parties can agree on the procedure for conducting the arbitration proceedings if no such procedure is agreed by the parties the tribunal is authorized to conduct the proceedings in such manners as it considers appropriate the tribunal is expressly exempt from applying the provisions of cpc and iea if under the arbitration agreement the arbitration is to be administered by an arbitration institution the rules of that institution become a part of the arbitration clause by implication coming to our next question are dissenting opinions permitted under the law of your jurisdiction dissenting opinions are permitted under arbitration and conciliation act the dissenting arbitrators have the option to prepare a separate award or to give their opinion in the same document which contains the award of the majority members of the tribunal however this dissenting opinion or award does not form part of the majority decision and is not enforceable which takes us to our next question can local courts intervene in the proceedings local courts can intervene in domestic arbitration proceedings this includes the power to issue interim orders order evidence to be produced directly to the tribunal and appoint arbitrators can there be any default language and seats the parties can agree on the languages and location to be used in the arbitration proceedings in the absence of such agreement the tribunal has a discretion to determine the language and location Now the most important part how is evidence obtained by the tribunal the parties are free to agree on the rules to gathering and submitting evidence if the parties do not agree on these matters the tribunal has a discretion to determine how evidence may be gathered and submitted to it the courts can assist the tribunal in taking evidence as such assistance is sought either by the tribunal or by one of the parties with prior approval of the tribunal and then the tribunal is required to observe the fundamental pr- principles of natural justice when considering evidence now what kind of evidences are acceptable the tribunal may take both documentary and oral evidence on record and the most important is confident confidentiality ensured the arbitration and conciliation act does not include specific provisions on the confidentiality confidentiality of arbitration proceedings as a result there is no express obligation to treat an arbitration agreement any proceedings arises therefrom or the award is confidential parties can address the issue of confidentiality in the arbitration agreement or by a separate agreement the act expressly provides only for confidentiality of all matters relating to conciliation proceedings including the settlement agreement What are the ethical codes and other professional standards apply applicable to counsel and arbitrators conducting proceedings in our jurisdiction The Arbitration and Conciliation Act provides that arbitrators should be independent and impartial and treat each other equally and give each party an equal opportunity to present their case 
Hence, the Arbitration and Conciliation Act inserted three schedules during the arbitrator independence and impartiality. In line with the IBA guidelines on conflicts of international interest in international arbitration, the fifth schedule lists the various grounds which will help to determine whether a circumstance gives rise to justifiable doubts as to the independence or impartiality of an arbitrator. So that's all on arbitration. And now my colleague Amit Murari, who is a law student at Arm Institute of Law, would like to share some facts regarding arbitration in India. Hi everyone, here are some interesting facts about arbitration. In India, the rapid globalization of the economy and increase in competition has led to an increase in commercial disputes. Already overburdened courts and further slow adjudication of commercial disputes has worsened the economic environment of the country. Therefore, an alternative dispute resolution mechanism including arbitration have become more crucial for businesses operating in India. The Arbitration and Conciliation Act was enacted in 1996 with the aim and the objective to give effect to the unicentral model law as adopted by the United Nations Commission on International Trade Law. The Arbitration and Conciliation Amendment Act of 2015 notified by the government on 1st January 2016 introduce some important changes for the settlement of commercial disputes in swift and transparent manner. The Arbitration Act, various regulations made there under and the procedural rules laid down by the High Courts in India helped in establishing an effective and expeditious dispute resolution framework. India is a signatory to the New York Convention 1958, Geneva Convention 1927, which make it possible to enforce foreign awards in India as well as enforceability of Indian awards in foreign countries. The Arbitration Act covers both domestic and international arbitration as well as mediation and conciliation. This Act is applicable in the whole of India except the state of Jammu and Kashmir, where part 1 and part 3 and part 4 is applicable to the international commercial arbitration and international commercial mediation only. The arbitration act came into force with the effect from 28 August 1996. Do you know the Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996 repelled several pre-existing arbitration statutes such as the Arbitration Act 1940, the Arbitration Protocol and Convention Act 1937 and Foreign Awards Recognition and Enforcement Act 1961, thus proving arbitration has for a long been a part of Indian legal system. So those were some interesting facts, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast and I hope this was helpful and if it was, do follow this podcast channel. See you guys in the next episode.